I played a lot of Contra. Ooh. Yep. No, that's Contra. one of them. That's yeah, that is Con- one of the Contra correct one. answers. Ding, ding, ding! You got one right. <laughs> You're also not going to like this. But my other favorite uh, game was uh-huh. Bases Loaded Two. No, Bases Loaded Two was good. Yeah. And then yeah, I uh, I don't think it's top three, but I, I, I that was we played that as much as any other game probably. I also like. So here's the thing: Did I like Mario Three better, or did I like Bubble Bobble better? But I'm gonna say mm, mm, Mario. Bubble good. I'm gonna say Mario Three. Uh huh. I think that's a correct answer as well. So you've named two of my top three: Contra and Mario Three. Okay. Bubble Bobble. Uh, I, I like. Thi- I like Bubble Bobble comes in number five for me. Yeah, I, I know what your number whatever it is that's missing. What? It's the one that's my, it? it's my least favorite game. What? Zelda. No, no. Okay, that doesn't good. even make the top six for me. I know. Yeah, I know. Okay, good. I'm not. What? No, uh, I think the other one. Ryan, what do you think the top three old school original Nintendo games are? Um, I feel like Never you need to divide it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I feel like you need to divide it into early um early Nintendo and later Nintendo. See, so like you too. You you guys have to caveat everything to fucking death. You can't just just be like these are my three favorites and I don't give a shit if I'm wrong or forgot something. Well, I don't have I like though. I like Excite Bike and I think it's oh, Excite Bike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you said that right. Wait. Wait, is he talking? Wait, here's my real question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he talking about Burger Time? <laughs> it's my psych bite. <laughs> you gotta bite all those burgers. I love Burger Time a lot too, but I like oh. that in the arcade a little bit better. I think the three best are Super Mario Brothers three, Contra, and Double Dragon. Oh, I love Double Dragon. I forgot yeah. about it for a minute there. Yeah, and then and then like Bubble Bobble. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come in close, but don't quite make the top. Oh, Ninja Turtles could Ninja Turtles has got to be number four. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And Bubble Bobble's number five. Do you remember all those weird? Do you remember the thing that I like about Nintendo that I don't know? Like, I don't play video games anymore, but like, I thought it was so weird that like the original NES had like random weird games that no one even knew existed, or like you could just find random stuff. And you know, they had like adult games. Oh, yeah. It was a bunch there of weird game, shit. They had a game called Bubble Bath Babes, <laughs> and they used to rent it at my local video store, but you had to be 18 to go in the back room to rent it. <laughs> it there was, and so, I tried, so I looked that up one time, and I was like, was that real, or did I imagine that? It was real. It was three adult games. It was one called Hot Slots. Must have been a slot machine. And then Peekaboo <laughs> Poker, and then Bubble Bath Babes. Uh, Isn't that crazy? I remember Did there you know was they one. Also had some Bible story based games. See what I'm saying? Like they had weird stuff, right? Yeah. No, there was one that was like Exodus, and you were like Moses, and you walked around shooting things. It was, and it's really weird to read because I was allowed to play that one. Obviously, Moses ain't fucking around this time. <laughs> well, what's funny is like. You play the game and you're just like shooting a bunch of stuff and walking through a maze and trying to find the exit, right? But if you like... Exodus? No, you know all the little... (laughs) What was funny to me about old school Nintendo games is they always came like 
Like nowadays, you have to play for seven hours through the like opening credit movie right. and like right. learn right. the backstory the and watch story all the cutscenes. Yeah. In the, it, like Contra is the best because Contra, you hit start, you, start you fall stuff. onto the ground, and you start shooting guys, and you <laughs> shoot everything that moves for eight <laughs> levels. Yeah, and then at the end it says you have saved the vile red falcon and destroyed the alien menace and rescued the universe. <laughs> Consider yourself a hero. And if you didn't read the backstory of that book, you're like, what the hell's a vile <laughs> red falcon? And then you start over and do it again. Yeah, yeah, good times. Are, um, are we already started? <laughs> we can be. We're yeah. not talking more about directed, direct-to-video <laughs> NES games. Uh, direct-to-video? What does that <laughs> well, even I mean, mean? Well, I mean, like, you know, the, you would never know about some of those games. Like, oh, yeah. you, also, you could tell people about games. You could tell people that, like, played NES all the time. You could be like, I love this game. They'd be like, I don't know what that game is. Right. No, there were so many. There was... Did you ever play sp- Robot Wars? Base Wars? Base Wars, yep. That was the robots playing baseball? Yeah. yeah. And you just stomp yeah. on each other when they were like on first and second base. Yeah. And, and yeah, like that was Arch bad. Rivals. Arch Rivals was Arch the Rivals best. Arch Rivals was the best, yeah. Two on two basketball where you punch <laughs> yeah. each other in the face. And pull their pants down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite game like that is that like uh, for the Super Nintendo, they had Royal Rumble. Did you ever play that game? Of course. It was, a, wrest- it was a wrestling game. Yeah. yeah. I know and, what the Royal Rumble is, Bill. Thanks yeah, for describing that. WWE. Well, it was WWF, WWF at, the at the time. Well, whoa, uh, in uh-huh. synchronous motion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, what I loved about that game is there was a button to choke and a button to gouge eyes, but they only worked after you knocked the referee unconscious for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Then you could choke and gouge people's eyes out. Right. But if the referee was conscious, those buttons didn't work. Uh, Good times. So, video back games. To Nintendo talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not the oh, yeah. We, double we have dribble, a different podcast. Double dribble was super fun too. I don't think I played double. Dribble. I liked. Um, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, I, I fall asleep every time you talk. <laughs> I liked NBA Jam. That was one of my favorites. And yeah. then NCAA yeah. Jam was also good, but they were only good if you had the game genie. So then you yeah. could just be on fire all the time and like dunks from half court and all that stuff it was pretty good. And you could be like a wolf and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like Mortal yeah. Kombat with fatalities, one button fatalities. And oh, speaking of Mortal Kombat. Good. No, we'll no, no, about- <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, no. That, this is laying the groundwork for next week because I'm going to pull back the curtain here. We're doing a double episode. So next episode, we're going to revisit Mortal Kombat for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, well, what are we going to talk about today, though? What are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk about what we're drinking? Sure. Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. What are you Bill, drinking? What are you drinking? Oh, <laughs> oh I, hey. I asked you first. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking the Icicle Brewing Peak Seeker West Coast IPA. It is Ooh, delicious. Nice. I'm drinking Rick? the. Uh, Nobody Drew asked. Brew. Nobody cares. Drew, Drew Brew. <laughs> I asked. Al- alpha Female Double IPA. What's an Alpha Female? Um, it's a, actually a group of women who partner up with local breweries and make beer because they're I like um, it. <laughs> yeah, they're like a, you know, underrepresented 
market in the brewing industry. Definitely. Sure. But I'll bet for profit's sake, they aren't just selling to women. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Bill, uh, what are you drinking? Speaking of women, <laughs> <laughs> I am enjoying the Soundbite Cider uh, Night at the Raspberry. Cool. How, how is it? Um, it's, it's tart. It, you know, I thought it might be sweeter. It's, it's got a nice sour note to it, which I like in a cider. Yeah, that, that cider place doesn't um, make sweet ciders. Right. Yeah, they're dry or they're sour. They're good. Shout out to Soundbite. Not a sponsor. <laughs> um, All right. So yeah. um, we watched a movie. We did. We finished up our trio of movies that none of us have watched that are on the AFI Top 100. Which, what did you guys think of that? Uh, I liked doing it. Okay, cool. Because I think we should do it again sometime. Well, let's talk about this movie because the first, <laughs> the first two we talked about sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> they sucked, but I, think, I feel like I accomplished something in watching them, right? Yeah, I feel better having seen them. Yeah, right. so I saw them, and I know they suck, as opposed to... So, right. So we, we finally got to net, Network, right? Yes, Network. Um, which is made in... 1976, yes. Um, the Bicentennial? Indeed. It's exactly the movie we're watching. It's exactly the movie I thought it was going to be, too. So that's going to be yeah. easy to talk about. Mm-hmm. The, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of these were uh, the <laughs> the movie was made in the same year that Days and Confused Days, takes, takes place. place. <laughs> and yeah. Also, also something else because we just had the same conversation the other day. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Is it the Shinnin? No. No. We uh, there's another remember. one that had like bicentennial pictures and stuff in it. I don't oh, remember. Oh, Smoking the Bandit. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so that is the one. So, guys, being that uh, we generally like to do a trivia segment, I've prepared some questions. Would you like to play a game? What if we said no? (laughs) (laughs) Too fucking bad. (laughs) So, to determine who goes first over under seven Super Bowl Mm -hmm. ad 1976, how much? Price is right. Rules. Wait, you said you said over under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I changed my mind. It's price is right. Rules. Okay, okay, right on. And Rick said seven, so <laughs> I uh, I'll go with eight. <laughs> I'm gonna say, you know, who wants to go first? You can, because since you jumped in there so quick, I'm gonna say 125 thousand dollars. I'll say 125 thousand dollars and one cent. You both lose $110,000. Uh-huh. All right. So who goes first? <laughs> Bill goes first because his name is alphabetically first. Okay. By first I name like or it. last name? By first name. Well, which is weird because <laughs> my first name's William. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, in the podcast world, you're known as Bill. So we're going with Bill. That's true. So Got it. Go. Got it. This the titular price, bill will go first. The titular bill will go first. Every one of his actual names is further down the alphabet than mine. Beginning, middle, <laughs> and end. <laughs> but that's fine. In 1976, Price is Right rules, how much 
did both chicken legs and chicken wings cost per pound? They cost the same amount? Correct. Okay. Didn't I think I asked this question. I'm going to say that they cost 64 cents a pound. Hey, yeah. I wasn't listening. Are we doing Price is Right rules? Yes. Were you about to say something? I was just going to say, and Rick. Oh, okay. <laughs> answer. No. I'm going to say, what did you say? I said 64 cents a pound. I'm going to say 65 cents a pound. Rick wins. There's 69 cents a pound. Oh, come on. <laughs> Gentlemen, I have a list of the top no. 10. I'll bet, it, I'll bet you're excited about it. <laughs> the top 10 TV shows of 1976. Number one is worth 10 points. Number 10 is worth one point. Bill's going to go first. We'll go three rounds. All in, all in the family. Zero points. The Jeffersons. Zero points. 60 minutes. <laughs> zero points. Chico and the man. Also zero points. <laughs> Dallas. Once again with zero points. <laughs> and finally. Finally. Monday Night, Monday Night Football. Zero points. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, good round. I'm still good at my game. one. I'm going to give you good one game. more round. And I'm going to give you a hint. <laughs> There are three guesses that we've talked about in the TV show segment of trivia on this podcast before. Yeah, that's what we just guessed. Yeah. Did we just we guess only guessed what we've already uh-huh. said. Well, there's more that you didn't say, and they're on this list. Who's going next? Bill. Uh, defer. Mary Tyler Moore Show. Nope. 1976. I'm going to go with Three's Company. That's number 10 for one point. Yes! I win. I win trivia. Bill has one point. Rick I mean, has tied, zero points. So. Oh, Rick has one point, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is, is Happy Days on there? Starting at number one, Happy Days. Number two, LaVersion Shirley. Number three, MASH. Number four, Charlie An- oh, Charlie's Angels. Number five, The mm. Big Event. Number six, Six Million Dollar Man. Number seven, ABC's Sunday Night Movie. Number eight, Beretta. <laughs> number nine, One Day at a Time. And number ten, Three's Company. If you would have got Three's Company first, I would have known more of these. Mm. Yeah, it, it's really a shift. I'm sorry I didn't help you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a shift from the 1974. Like, all of those shows mm-hmm. that were on in 1974, with the exception, I think, MASH, uh, completely washed out. All right. Price Does MASH right. take place during Vietnam or the Korean War? Korean Korea. War. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Why? Well, because Vietnam was still going on in 1974, 5, and 6, wasn't it? Yeah, it ended in 75. It was wrapping up. It just would seem a weird time to have a number one show about the Vietnam War being on TV, you know? Well, that was already on TV. (laughs) Right. It was on 60 Minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Over under. The price of a Zenith 25-inch color television. Who's going first? Rick. Sorry, I just got a crazy football trade. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop looking at fantasy football stuff during the oh, podcast. Rick's yeah, going yeah. first, so you can take your time. I mean, you, you can look at it during our fantasy football podcast. We don't have one of those. Oh. 
you know, the people are asking for it. We should start. Okay, it. <laughs> we should. Um, can they have at least inch. at least twelve guests? <laughs> I'm gonna say two hundred and ninety four dollars. You know what, what are we just, talking about? I just realized <laughs> See, this is why he can't look at uh, his phone. <laughs> Uh, We're talking about prices right rules on the television, a zenith something inch. 25 yes. inch color TV, but Ryan screwed something up. So let's listen to hear what it was. Nope. What okay. did Rick say? $294. I'll say $295. Bill wins. Both are wrong. Oh. $500. I'll bet it's way higher. Yeah. 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 Bill has another it's insane. point. It's insane that you can buy like a. You know, forty-inch flat-screen HD TV for less than that well, now. But it's because money doesn't make any sense, right? No, <laughs> no I, that's what I'm saying. I that, for- that was why it's insane. I need to bring something up. We have to pause this uh, trivia. I forgot to mention this last week. So you know how we talked about the old cowboy days and how much money was worth, right? Can you explain to me how much money they had in Gone with the Wind? Because when they're like, we need to have ten dollars in gold. And they're like, now we can't afford this because it's going to cost $300 to buy all of our stuff back. And it was like, that's all the money there was? Because Clint Eastwood found like $250,000 in the desert buried in gold. Mm-hmm. Like, Right, but that was millions and millions and millions in today's money. Yeah, but how much? But these people that owned all this land and these like, had all these... That, but that's the thing, right? Like, back then... Land was worth so much more than actual money, right? It because it it there wasn't that three hundred dollars is taxes, and that was new, and that they were like, oh shit, how do we live here, right? Because before they could just kind of live on this land, and no one was charging them anything. But what they do with all the cotton? What cotton that they were picking? <laughs> that who were picking? <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that were working for free that you weren't paying. Right, I think they spent it all on the freaking army that lost. I guess uh, there's I guess. that. It was just like so. Anyway, sorry, money makes no sense in any movie. I think no, people it don't doesn't. Pay yeah, here. no, right. it's <clears throat> money is stupid in most movies. Yeah, well, and maybe it's accurate, but it makes no sense if you. Uh, let's go to a new category for trivia: top ten female names in 1976. 10 points for one, one point for 10, three rounds. Bill goes first. Elizabeth. Zero points. Margaret. Zero points. Marie. Zero points. (laughs) Mm, Jessica. That comes in at number seven for three points. Jackie or Jacqueline. Zero points. One more bonus round. I mean, it's still my turn. After Rick guesses. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Pat. Say, Jack. No, Rick went first on this one. I did? Yeah. I don't think so. You did. Check the tape. You did. I appreciate your fairness and commitment to equity. Okay, fine. We get a bonus <laughs> round. Who starts? You do, because you've been going first. <laughs> is it a different round, or is this the same game? This same game. Someone win, are we still playing? <laughs> Same game. Um, You are the worst. uh, I'm going to say Steven. um, That's an interesting (laughs) top girl's name. Oh, Um, oh, wait. It was girls' names? I thought it was kids' names. And so I was like, I'm not going to just do girls. It was female names. 
Okay. I mean, shout out to listeners, Steven. <laughs> shout out to female listeners, Steven. Bill for the steal. Oh, so he that counts? Okay. Uh, I will go with Jennifer. And I would have said Christina. Christina would get zero points. Jennifer gets ten points. Bam! What? That leaves us with Rick with twelve and or excuse me, Rick with four and Bill with twelve. Didn't he get six in that round? I thought he got seven. <laughs> no. I thought you, you, got- you picked the number seven for three points. With oh, okay. Jennifer. Or with Jessica, excuse me. Okay, fine. And okay. how many did he get for Steven? <laughs> <laughs> that would be zero points, Bill. All right. One final question for this evening. In 1976, two gentlemen died. Their connection was both of their sons were famous rock musicians. Can you guess the two rock musicians whose fathers died in 1976? Five points for each answer. Can I ask a question before we start? Sure. You just did. Were the children already rock stars? Yes. Who's going first? Uh, Because... Bill is in the lead. I'm going to give Rick the first guess. Rockstar's dad's died. We're, I have another question. <laughs> were, the, <laughs> were the Rockstar's dads famous? No. In their own right? No. Oh, this is a stupid question. <laughs> um, let's say... Yeah. No, it's way more fun than who won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Hey! This one dude's dad died in the 70s. Who was it? <laughs> uh, uh, John Lennon. And? Oh, I have to say both? Yeah, five points for each. Uh, and George Harrison. Bill? Keith Richards and Paul McCartney. <laughs> five points each. <laughs> <laughs> I win! <laughs> Freddie so Lennon, the father of John band. Lennon, died in 1976, <laughs> and James McCartney, father of Paul McCartney, died in 1976. <laughs> nice. Uh, Good. I least, finally won one. At least I picked two people from the same band. Uh, that was why a, is that? Why is that? At least because it, there was a reason why he asked that question about the connection between two people. Well, because I caught, I thought it was crazy that. Both because the answer was two people from one band, Bill. Sure, <laughs> that's why it's that's why it was close. I was closer than you with your right answer, <sighs> and yet I won. <laughs> yes, Bill wins trivia with seventeen points to Rick's nine. It's horses right. murdering people. Mm. Speaking of killing people, it is horses murdering people, people or people dying. Oh yeah, let's dive into this movie network. <laughs> Network. Guys, we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. Jeez, you know, I really was like, I wonder when they're going to say that. And it's probably going to happen once. <laughs> nope. Right. Not like they're going <laughs> to shout it for 10 minutes during yeah. the movie. For that basically was... the last half of the movie? Man, that movie was not what I was expecting. Me neither. I thought it was going to be not a fun little romp, but I thought it would be a little like, well, I thought it'd be a different pace. Right. And also, like, a little more in-depth with what it was like to make TV, not a sensationalized version of 
of this was more of a commentary on society than it was about making a TV show. Yes, for right. sure. Yes, absolutely. And it's interesting because I thought it would be much more about Howard. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of an ancillary catalyst character, not a protagonist or hero or anything. Yeah, he was definitely right. a device in this plot. He wasn't a uh, main character, really. Right. And I mean, to bring any listeners in that haven't seen it, um, go see it. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a guy who was one of the top news anchors is losing ratings. Yeah. Think, His wife died. His wife dies. He Broca, becomes an alcoholic. Think, uh, yeah. Right. Tom Broca and um, Walter Cronkite. Yeah. Yeah. Like grade A number one household name. Right, right. So his wife just dies. Not, just not become, Ryan's household. Nope. Right. <laughs> not in my his, brain. His, well, they were. <laughs> but um, <laughs> hey, we got our first name. bleep. Uh, but losing ratings, wife dies, becomes an alcoholic, gets fired with two weeks' notice. And Ooh, have then, you ever seen that movie? What? Which, which movie? Two weeks' notice with Sandra Bullock. Oh. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. Oh, it seems like you would have. <laughs> Put it out on it. I think it's her. Notice. It might be like her and Hugh Grant or something. That movie's called Nine Weeks. <laughs> I, think that's a, I don't think that's Hugh Grant, though, is it? Hugh Grant's definitely in a movie called Nine Weeks. Okay. Is Sandra Bullock? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, let's keep going. Let's talk about network. No, let's move on. You're, you're thinking on. of speed. <laughs> Uh, so then he says he's going to blow his brains out on national television. They take him off the air and then put him back on because it gets a rating spike. Right. Right. This just in, gentlemen, Bill was correct. Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant in two weeks notice. A so movie I was right. from <laughs> that, that was actually rigged. That was right. <laughs> but thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. This so, ju- so, 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 Ryan's demonstrating what a shitty news anchor does. <laughs> who's in, wait, who's in nine and a half weeks? I'll look it up. No, right. you'll get off your phone and keep talking about network. <laughs> okay. Get off of the Verizon network and get onto this another network. Sure. I think it's just stop. called. I don't think it's nine and a half weeks. I think it's just called nine weeks. There's a movie called Nine Months that he's in. I think. Oh, is that it? Yeah, because it's a pregnancy thing. Yeah. There yeah, is a movie. It would be a really different movie if it was nine weeks and it was about pregnancy. It would be much yeah. sadder. There is yeah. a movie called Nine and a Half Weeks with yeah, Kim, that's Basinger with Kim Basinger and Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Uh, that movie is... I'm pretty sure I haven't seen that one. That movie is wild. So <laughs> let me tell you about that movie. There's a movie theater in Seattle, and it's called The Big Picture. And it's like a... It's not there anymore, but it's like this... It used to be a fancy movie theater. It held like 15 people... And they had like fancy popcorn and drinks and it was like for grownups. And so one time I was like, oh, this would be a fun date night for me and my wife. And we went on Valentine's Day. We're like, oh, there's this movie. It's Mickey Rourke. And I was just like, why are we watching this weird fake softcore porn movie this whole time? It's very strange. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, looking at the um, little synopsis for this movie and it's, uh, yeah, not yeah. rated PG. No, it's also not good. <laughs> there is a whole long sex scene where they play the song you can leave your hat on 
and she has a hat on the whole time. It's real fun. It's cool. They're really not like cool. pulling any punches with telling you, hey, this is what you're supposed to be listening to and thinking about. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to network for a minute. Please. <laughs> and then, then we can move on. But so network is really the story of corporate like, greed. Corporate greed and the desire for ratings and profits basically dehumanizing everything else around it, right? Yeah. Exploitation. Corporate exploitation. Yeah. 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 There's also some societal bloodlust in not just in general in this movie, right? There's a lot of things that they're hoping happen on air and right. You know, there's, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie actually, but because sure it is good. See it. Yes, they should people see should it. see this. It's worth it's, it's worth the rental on Amazon Prime. It's three or four dollars, and it's definitely worth it. It's definitely um, a dark horse too. Like none of us. I mean, Bill, you'd heard of it a little bit. I hadn't right. even heard of it at all. Like I didn't know I'd, anything I'd about it. I'd heard of it because so many other things draw from it. Right? I talked about you know Studio sixty and Newsroom draw from it a little bit. Um, that's Aaron Sorkin. The other. Um, thing I was thinking of that really kind of draws from that is um, have you guys ever heard of Black Mirror? Oh yeah, yes. I love Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> you're so stupid. <laughs> Did you, you think you are going to get a gotcha <laughs> moment there? <laughs> that we're we're going to pull a Bill Clem? I don't know what that is. No, but so, did you watch the original first season that was BBC? Yes. Yeah, when he of Black the Mirror, pig, the pig episode. Right. So yeah. that's the very first episode. So the very first episode ever of Black Mirror is the guy kidnaps the prime minister's daughter, and if he doesn't fuck a pig live on television, he's going to kill her. Right. Right. Which don't you think? Isn't it hard to be like, hey, people that I know. This show, I've got Netflix, an idea. It's written, no, but you're like, this show is real good. You guys should watch it. And then the right, first episode guess, is that. Yeah. And then well, they no, just, it's like, I always I'm tell people, I go, <laughs> I go, hey, you should watch this show. Start with season three. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you like it, go back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, that episode in particular is so interesting because of his, the prime minister's reaction to being told you need to have sex with this pig on TV. Like at no point, if you watch that episode at no point, does he ever address the issue of whether or not he should have sex with a pig? Right. right. Yeah. The, the entire conversation is how will it play? Will people vote for me if I do, or will people not vote for me if I do? Will my ratings, will my popularity, will my reelectability go up or down based on whether or not I refuse or whether I go through with it? Yeah, it's very interesting. Like they they really came out of the gate swinging with uh, that first mm-hmm. episode of Black Mirror. But I feel like that really connects to the network idea, right? It's yeah. it's that same concept. It's the same concept as, um, you know, the, the you've seen the movie Wag the Dog. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing there, too. They, they, they pull from that a lot, too, right? It's, it's not anything about what is truth. It's everything about what the ratings do and yeah, how it works. Yeah, it's the product. It's not the, not the reality. It's whatever they're, they're selling. Right, and I think that's what, like, I think today where we see that the most in our society is with analytics, mm, right? Yeah. That, that it's no longer ratings. It's 
how many likes or how many views or how many downloads did something get? And you kind of get that instant feedback. And it's like, oh, we said this and we got a spike. We need to do that more. We had this type of person on and we need to do that more. And it's just generating either higher ad revenues or more popularity or more downloads with no attempt to say, should we be doing this? Right? Yeah. And and I really, um, towards the probably three quarters of the way in of this movie started to really think that this echoed what's going on right now today. Oh, it's with so the relevant. Internet. It's so yeah. relevant. Today. And I'm just yeah. like, uh, you know, they could be making the same movie today and be talking about Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. and, and have the same exact conversation. Um, yeah. JJ and- Abrams should remake this movie right now. <laughs> yeah. A lot of explosions. Yeah, yeah, give us a call. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a treatment. Put a kid in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needs you a, have a sidekick. Yeah. Um, you know, this movie was directed by Sidney Lumet. Yes. Yes. And have you, so have you guys ever seen dog day afternoon? Yes, I have. No, it's really not. good. And we, we talked about it during airheads cause it's, well, I, I think you said, don't it, like, bother watching it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you should watch it. It's, it's the non comedy version of airheads. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. he also directed the original 12 angry men mm-hmm. and, all three of those movies, like, I think Bill would like all three. If you like this, you'd probably like mm-hmm. all of them. I mean, they're well, all gritty and, like, weird, but... So he also, is, he, also, he also directed Serpico and yeah. The Wiz and... Well, I'm, Ryan, I was, I was talking about good movies. <laughs> I don't know, I, I like my favorite. Serpico, yeah. It's okay. Um, he also... I haven't seen any see, of those. You ever see Before the Devil Knows You're Dead? Yes. Nope. I like he, that movie. He, he made that. That was, like, Never his heard last of it. movie before he died, I think. That's, um, so. um, 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 what's his name that died? Uh, the director. I'm so that. good with names. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke, mm-hmm. who I have a man crush on. Mm-hmm. He died. No, he's in that movie. Oh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman died. <laughs> no, I knew that. Right. He, he got killed in the hunger games. <laughs> right. Yes. That's what Ethan Hawke. No, <laughs> Sydney Poitier. Uh, <laughs> um, do you think that the people in this movie, at the beginning of it, let's say the first three quarters of the movie, the heads of the network are wrong for putting him on stage and on screen all the time the way they do? Which ones? I think. What? I, I said I don't which ones. think they're wrong. I don't think they're wrong. Well, I think we need to define wrong too. Are we talking morally wrong, ethically? I mean, just bad, business, making bad choices, business bad business. Ethics. I don't think they're. I don't think they're wrong <laughs> for business. Um, right. And and I think you could say like you look at business business ethics in a entertainment industry, and you're going well. Whatever get makes the shareholders money, right? Mm-hmm. I got like 40% of those words right. <laughs> cornichon. Uh, do you know that a cornichon is a, it's a French pickle? I found out. I had to look it up. Oh, yeah, it's I a real that. thing. I wasn't making shit up. I have a vocabulary that it's, is It's just extensive. a French gherkin. Well, right. yes. But. Um, no, so I think, I don't think to answer Ryan's question, it was my they, question. 
No, it was Ryan's <laughs> question was whether or not they were wrong to put him on the air, right? No, that was my question. My question <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Ryan, for thinking you <laughs> added content to this. What? <laughs> Rick, to answer your question, <laughs> I don't think they were wrong to keep him on the air initially in the news setting. Where I think they cross the line and where it becomes just like complete assholery is when they then change the show to like, they call him the mad prophet and he does right. this like, you know, fake, you know, flopping on the ground and they surround him with all of these other, you know, doomsday and apocalyptic, kind of, you know what I mean? When they just and, like yeah. fan it into this like insane religious well, fanatic end of times kind of entertainment show rather than, cause that's never what he wanted to do. Well, but do you think, okay, so does he have mental problems? Yes. At least PTSD. Yeah. So, uh, so they're, taking advantage, they're taking advantage of his disability in this movie? I think that's part of it. But I also think he's a ratings whore, too. I think he wants to be popular and he'll perform whatever they tell him to perform. Well, yeah. And do I, mean, it. I don't think there's anything noble or, like, he has no value or truth that he's, like, clinging to to try and elevate himself at all. Well. I mean, that's uh, illustrated in the scene when um, his boss is is having that little party at his office and he's getting fired and they say, oh, we're going to redo the show. And he's like, don't take my job away from me. Like, I'll do Mm -hmm. it. I'll be a fool. Right. Like, he knows he's 20 years in the business. He's there for the ratings, too. He likes the fact that he's the guy on TV that gets the ratings. So he's going to do what he needs to do to right. get those He'll ratings. do whatever it takes to be, right. stay popular and, and stay on he's television. Just gonna, he's just going to ride that theme to its logical end. There is, there is no one good in this film. <laughs> I mean, well, Howard isn't the worst. I mean, we just talked about the idea that he is like desperate for ratings and will do whatever he needs to do to stay in there and stay on top. Sure, but like... Other than that, I mean, he's he's having a nervous breakdown and he's suicidal and he's desperately clinging to anything okay. to keep him on top. Besides the weirdest breakup I've ever seen, what about uh, Max? Well, I mean, when when you say the weirdest breakup, are you talking about when he breaks up with his wife or yes. when he breaks up with the girl at <laughs> no. the end of the movie? When he, well, well, did they get back together though? Are they? Did they I think like- it sounds like he's going back to his wife. Yeah, I guess. But his wife, that was so, when she's just like, all right. I mean, I mean, I don't know. That was very strange. It she was. was pissed, but yeah. like not emotional. Yeah. She was toward the end just because she knew that she was like, she knew it was going to happen, but she didn't actually care. I don't know. Well, I don't know. She, she did that thing that <laughs> do. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where she's like, she's like, just say you love her. No, don't say it's convenient. Don't say you're infatuated. Don't say, just say you love her. Just say you love her. Just say you love her. And he's like, fine, I love her. And she's like, how could you say that? <laughs> uh, guys, yeah. I have yes. a question. Uh-huh. Has Robert Duvall always been old? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I'm like, he- oh, a, a young role with Robert Duvall. And he's still bald, and he still looks old. I'm like, how old is Robert Duvall? He, I, he is like Christopher Lloyd. Yes, right. That yeah. guy's always also been old. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> well, what year did this come out? 
1976. So he was 45 years old. But right. I mean, so I guess he just I started acting late is, in life. Yeah, that's that's my point. Is he's he didn't. You don't have movies with young Robert Duvall very much. Well, you or that we've so seen. Wait, that so what you're seen. saying is I could still have Robert Duvall's career at this point in my life. Right. That's not what I'm Let's saying. <laughs> <laughs> not saying that at all, just to be clear. I mean, he was in movies in 1960. Yeah. Well, he was on TV shows. I Maybe that that's count. it. That he was on TV shows that we don't just don't see. Anyway, like he just that that's was striking to me that like I'm like oh Robert Duvall I know him I know him from movies and he's been a, played an an older guy but in this he's still old and it's also 40 years ago but it also <laughs> comes down to that we talk about how in the 70s everyone looked like a man's man yeah but Robert Duvall has a weird character here right because I can't figure out what Robert Duvall's character ever wants cuz it seems like he's just yelling at whoever is on screen with him at the time, right? First, he's like, get him off the air. Then he's like, keep him on the air. Then he's like, get him off the air. Then we have to keep him on the air. Then let's murder the guy. He just wanted to protect his job. Well, yeah, he's the ultimate corporate chill. Yeah, like he's just flip-flopping back and forth and just parroting whatever the bosses are saying, right? Right. Well, uh, one of the things I thought was interesting in this movie, too, was the the structure of the guys that were the establishment move or uh, news guys that were trying to hold it together and just realizing they were going to get steamrolled. Like they, they were trying to have the old Walter Cronkite. The news is the news. You don't fuck with the news. You report the facts. It's not about ratings, right? but they realized halfway through that they're, they were fighting a losing battle and they were trying to hold it together and it all just blows apart. And I thought that was really interesting, um, especially in our uh, news and information climate now in 2021. Like, that's just continuing. That's another part of this whole thing that that made this movie really feel uh, relevant right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that the the news used to be, this is the segment of our broadcast company that is doing a public service and is not going to be profitable for the sake of educating people, Correct. which they yeah. were like, Hey, we could change this into something that is also profitable. Yeah. By and then skewing it, it towards our audience. Right. And then we're, we're seeing this logical end now. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the, uh, the, uh, ecumenical mob situation? <laughs> These guys, oh. The oh, ecumenical yeah. <laughs> army, whatever. Yeah, the yeah, that's the, a, that's an interesting wrinkle. <laughs> the yeah. fake terrorist organization that is a amalgam of all of the craziness that was going on at that time. That that scene in their like crack den where they're talking about budgets and yeah. content <laughs> is a crazy scene. Like, well, and to see the. Um, I, I forget her character's name, but the radical black woman who is is playing the go between between the ecumenical right. group and and how she flips so quickly from her standards to wait, you mean I'm going to get this share and this much money and this many TV screens? Like, yeah, fine, that I'll do what you so want. So quick, yeah. yeah. 
That it flipped that quicker than idea, Rick like, with a steady supply of crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> that scene, it's not as bad, but it's like one of those scenes where like when you're watching it, you feel uncomfortable. Like if you were in that room, you know, mm-hmm. you, ever yeah. have, you ever seen, do you guys have a movie like that? That you're just like, when you watch it, you're just like, I hate, like you've either like been in that situation or something similar and you just don't want to be there. Mm. You guys have any examples of that off the top of your heads? <laughs> Nope. I, I bet you have one. I do. <laughs> uh, there's a scene in there's a scene in Boogie Nights, uh, which we probably all know the scene. I'm I have n- I've never yeah. heard. No, I never know. seen it. Uh, so there's a. Let's watch it. Yeah, we'll put it on the list. <laughs> yeah, soon. Uh, this is the second time we've put it on the list. So you know what? I won't talk about it. Let's put it back on the list. Okay. So. When I think, here's the thing, I don't like, I think I've talked about this, but I, I, I feel really uncomfortable with certain portrayals of mental illness. Yeah. And yeah, so there are, there are certain movies and TV shows that I have watched that make me very uncomfortable or very frustrated uh, to watch um, that depict mental illness. I think that's why I have such a hard time with like as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, Didn't you say you had a specific kind of like a kind of specific example of what you hated? Um, usually it's, it's a situation where someone is struggling with um, schizophrenia or something like that. And they're, they're being taken advantage of like that. Just, I don't know. It just, um, what's the movie with um, Jamie Foxx and Iron Man in it? Um <laughs> violinist yes or the soloist maybe yeah, sure. soloist yeah, yeah he plays, he a, plays cello. a cello right yeah. yeah 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 the soloist that 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 movie makes me very uncomfortable throughout almost the whole movie i have a hard time with that there's a there's a show my wife watches on amazon that julia roberts is in that i that i really can't watch with her because of the depiction of mental illness in it i'm trying to remember who's in that one um Sure, but also I think it's like um, I want to say it's like Emma Stone and uh, oh uh, yeah, who's the other guy? One of those guys that's in the like Pineapple Express movies and the um, Jonah Hill, right? Isn't it like Jonah Hill and Emma Stone and Julia Roberts are in that show? I don't know what the show is. That doesn't sound familiar. Okay, oh, is it that Homecoming show? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've just seen what that is, but I don't know what that is. I don't watch it. Um, because I tried to watch it with her and it was, it was just, it, it it's that feeling you're just des- describing. Like, it's just so uncomfortable for me to watch and just puts me in such a headspace where I'm like, I, I just don't want to be, I don't want to like feeling this way. Isn't worth watching whatever story they're going to tell me. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, so it's Julia Roberts, you said Emma Stone, Jonah Hill, Anyone else? I don't know. I, I told you I didn't watch. So much far, you don't it. have any. You don't have any of. You don't have any of them right so far, except for Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe I'm thinking. Maybe I'm getting two shows mixed up. There maybe, was I don't one. Know how many TV shows uh, Julia Roberts is in? Well, no, I'm saying Julia Roberts is in that one. Maybe I was thinking of something else. I started to watch too, but I don't see how that matters. Anyway, I'm supporting your either. point. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so, but did this movie bother you? Not, not in the same way. 
Yeah. Uh, th- like, I, I disassociate from Howard enough that it doesn't bother me. Well, and I think like, Howard... He, um, he basically becomes a televangelist, right? Go ahead, Ryan. No, I'm sure you have important things to say. No, no. Finish your point, Bill. No. You're so no, I just say, like, confident in it. <laughs> go ahead. No, go for it. It's Maniac. Maniac is the show I was thinking of. Okay. It has uh, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill in it. <laughs> right. And I think it's an FX show, right? It's not an Amazon show. Uh, it was a TV miniseries. Sure. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Get off your phone. Let's talk about network. Uh Uh-huh. Ryan? Yeah. Do you have a mental illness you wanted to talk about? (laughs) Well, my... uh, (laughs) No, I don't have a mental illness I would like to talk about. That's okay. I do want to talk about this movie, though, because this movie was really good. Like, Mm -hmm. surprisingly good. Like... Mm-hmm. Oh my God! How have I not a heard about this and b seen this already? Like, um, I was really surprised. I think I texted you guys right after I watched it that like, hang on, because this is a good ass movie. Uh, you'd already seen yeah. it by that point, but uh, um, wow! Like, uh, just the whole feeling of the movie had that tension Mm -hmm. of what are we going to do? Well, let's just go with it because it works and it's making money and all that. And the fact you never knew what was going to actually happen with, uh, with Howard Beale and how he was going to end up. And then he ends up just playing into it himself. And then Faye Dunaway's character just exploiting things in all aspects with Max, with uh, Howard Beale, with Hackett, like she's playing all the angles and uh, wow. It, it was a really good movie. Yeah. They didn't dumb this movie down either. No, no. they, they let you, you know, they don't really know Howard that first scene when he's just like, you know, basically, I mean, within the first 10 minutes, he's like, I'm going to kill myself on TV. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, all right, I get it. You're like already. You're just like this guy is a super famous newsman. But it also yeah, wasn't really room for him for a while, right? It wasn't also like some of those '70s movies where you watch for 40 minutes before you know what's going on either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they drop you in and catch you up quickly, and you're able to follow it. Right. I think this movie too was one of the best uses of a narrator I've seen in a long time. Like the narrator comes in like five times and just Mm -hmm. smooths over the stuff they edited out to make it a movie, a feature length movie, and then drops away. There's no like narration throughout the whole movie. Four hours long. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is what um, Gone with the Wind needed and failed at doing was having a tight edit with a narrator that just rolled things over to the next set of scenes. Mm-hmm. Do we just, do we all just like Faye Dunaway now too? <laughs> oh, she mean, was way honestly, better in this than she was in uh, Chinatown. China, yeah, but everyone liked, we all like Chinatown. I didn't right? love I mean, Chinatown. Point, you gave it a pretty it decent a, rating. Did I? I think I gave it a 33. Yeah, and then I think, I think we, you, you gave it way and then I, we thought you were going to. 
And then you changed your rating and knocked yours down 30 points after our discussion. I thought that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen... Maybe you need to revisit Faye Dunaway. (laughs) Well, you know what? I want to because there's... (laughs) <laughs> Why do you want to revisit Ready? Faye Dunaway, Rick? Yeah, Bill's, Bill's coming. Bill, Bill's coming in hot today. He, he brought his extra bag of bullshit today. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I watched Bonnie and Clyde probably three or four times. Mm. You ever seen is Bonnie a, and Clyde? Is that a movie? No. Yes. <laughs> what, would we, what would I be talking about that I watched when I was a kid? Maybe a TV show on this podcast. No. Yes, it's a movie. So I take you haven't seen it. No, but <laughs> okay. hang on, hang on. I'm I'm pretty smart. Is Faye Dunaway in it? <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, yeah. And who do you, who do you think she plays, Bill? Bunny. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you know who Bonnie and Clyde are? I think they were like Wild West bank robbers. Wild West bank robbers. All right. Close. Let's put this on the list. Yeah. <laughs> now let's. What was the yeah. new Bonnie and Clyde remake? What was that called? Villains? Mm, is it called like True Crime? Is that one with uh? Was it mm. Johnny Depp? Wait, is it the, no? Well, he was was Tom no, Hardy. That in was it? something else. Oh, Tom Hardy. It? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Tom Hardy. I didn't see it, but we should watch Bonnie and Clyde. Put that on the list for sure. We bump that up high on the list. Let's do a Faye Dunaway situation. Which <laughs> Triple down. Um, let's start a new podcast all about Faye Dunaway. <laughs> well, what now we're going to call it. We're going to have to have Faye Dunaway week or month and then Jack Nicholson Ooh. month. And, and then um, watch Chinatown again because we're both in it. <laughs> no, we watched the two Jakes. <laughs> right. Because she's right. in that too. Is she? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at it right um, now. Do they ever, in the two Jakes, does it start out with them? Resolving what happened with that whole land grab water situation (laughs) (laughs) that they never resolved in Chinatown. (laughs) Okay, she only does a voiceover in the two Jakes, so she's not actually in it. In it, she does all the animated characters. She's a voiceover. She's like Jack Nicholson is the only person to be killed for low ratings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Um, I think we should take a break and come back and get our rating for this movie. That sounds. Perfect. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Okay, are we back? And we're back. Well, we should probably get to the clamometer. We should probably get to the clamometer. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> unique New York. Unique <laughs> New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clamometer sounds like bongo drum. Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah. Kilometer and, uh, I mean, kilometer and homework. I said kilometer. Indeed, you did. What's funny is like you take all those clips and it sounds like they're taken over many different episodes. (laughs) That, those all were done in one night. That like second episode of this podcast where we were just losing our minds. Pretty much. That was the first late night podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rick, where did you and Ryan come in with your predictions Bill, of you, how, well, how you thought you'd like this movie? Bill, you gave Chinatown a 62.5. That doesn't sound right. I think you're thinking of Gone with the Wind when all that other stuff went down. Oh, I gave okay. 
Yeah, yeah, six, yeah. Six two. You thought it was better than True Romance and Goodfellas, and we gave you shit about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that. I liked it a lot better than Gone with the Wind. It makes sense that I would have put Gone with the Wind down there. Yeah. So. And Gone with the Wind's the one that you recanted on and dropped down thirty points. Huh? Right. Yeah. Because I yeah, thought okay. I thought I was trying to be cool and like an old movie, and I was like, no, it sucks. But <laughs> uh, yeah. So Chinatown. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Two Faye Dunaway movies are going to be above sixty. So and. Really? Where did you put this movie? Oh, me? Well, mine's different. Okay. I only had Chinatown as a 42. Sure. Ryan has a 61. So on my list, um, I'm still going to give Network. Prob- I think I'm going to go. Did someone ask me? <laughs> Bill did. Rick. <laughs> yeah. Do I have to do it? <laughs> Rick, Rick Bailey, what do you officially rank Network on your meter? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know what's hard about this movie to rank is would you rewatch this movie? Yes. Yep. How many I think times? I, I think I think it's the kind of movie you could watch. I, okay. I would like to watch it a couple more times, maybe with someone, maybe not, but like I think you could get more out of it but and draw this, more of it from rewatching it. So this movie to me feels like the kind of movie that I would like to show people that haven't seen mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. but I probably wouldn't sit down and watch it alone. Mm. But, I think that's fair. I'd probably watch it alone at least one more time. Right. It, that's, that's where I'm at. Okay. If it was on TV, I'd probably like pop it on, but I probably wouldn't rent it on Amazon again. No, no. If, no. but if it was streaming on something, I might sit down and watch it if I was bored Agreed, or yeah, yeah. look, didn't have anything else to watch. So I'm going to give it a, didn't have a 200 movie list to watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it a 70. All right. So head and shoulders above any movie we've seen so far on my list. I also thought this movie was really good. Um, And uh, hats off to Bill for the first movie he's recommended from the AFI list. I told him to recommend it. Uh, No, I (laughs) was talking to you about this movie and told you I wanted to watch it. No, that's not how that went down. That's that's not exactly how I remember it, but I, yeah, this was an that's official. The magic, that's the magic of a podcast, this Ryan. Was an official <laughs> bill recommendation. Rick's recommendation was. was Gone with the Wind. So yeah, that, that is worked. yeah. And officially, that's the one you were like, "Hey guys, this would be fun for us to spend four hours doing." Hey, peek behind the curtain. I picked all three of these movies and told them which ones to assign. No, we wanted it's to horses watch these murdering ones. people. <laughs> it's horses murdering Ooh. people. Well, uh, they're out for revenge. <laughs> so. This movie was awesome. Uh, I really, I think I hit the sweet spot of like having had a nice dinner and just enough alcohol to really focus in on this movie and not have any distractions going on. Really liked the characters. Really liked the the way that the story was classic and also um, felt relevant right now in the world that we're living in. Um, I thought it was great. I'm gonna rate it an 85. Oh, nice! Yeah. So where guns. do you, where do you guys think I will rank this movie on the clamometer? So, Rick, what is the highest clamometer rating besides Forget Paris? Well, no, Forget Paris is the highest at 85 when yeah. I edit it after rewatching. Right? Yeah, that's why I said yeah. Besides that, are you counting okay. that one? Well, okay. Airhead. 
Airheads, Airheads is the 80, next one? 83. Okay. I think um, Bill I, will rate this at a 78. I think it's going to be an 80, right above heat. Mm. Go ahead, Bill. I like like we're saying, I mean, none of us hated this movie. I love this movie too, and I think it it's the whole package. It's great story, it's good acting, it has compelling movement, it it is shot well, and it doesn't disappoint at the end, uh, like so many others that <laughs> we've watched. Um and honestly, if I'm being fair, I think I have to give this movie eighty-five point one. Mm. I think I like this movie a little bit better than Forget Paris. Well, then. <laughs> That's such a stupid statement. And on that bombshell. In fact, I think we all did. Well, that <laughs> is like a true statement. Too. I know. This, this is the best movie we've watched on this podcast so far. I think okay. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, well, then. And, and it's from 1976, guys. It's not new. <laughs> right. Hmm. Let's see if we can beat that. Okay. I have a movie in mind for next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, we know we're going to record in a few minutes, right? We already talked about it. <laughs> right. Let's yeah. watch Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay. Bill, what do, you think, first, what do you think Big Trouble well, in Little China is about? But I've got my recording here of what I thought Big Trouble in Little China was about. So Make like a let's go to that sound before. Yeah. Let's let's go to the tape, Ryan. Okay, so big trouble in Little China, guys. Um, I I don't know. I thought it was gonna be, you know, just Kurt Russell getting in fights with people and um, nailed it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, let's put it this way: I had no idea what this movie was gonna be like. I was very surprised. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll go away. It doesn't matter. And you guys say what you, how you think I'll like it. <laughs> go away, Bill. <laughs> so, um, I haven't seen this movie in quite some time. So my recollection of it is something that Bill will not like. <laughs> yeah, I'm the exact same way. Um, I think he's going to think it's too cheesy and too 80s. I don't know. He's not going to like it. He's going to rate it a 32. I say a 29. Mm, yeah. Which means it's um, going to be a 70. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, the... I think that it would be even lower if Kurt Russell wasn't in this movie. Hmm. Yeah. I think Kurt, Kurt Russell elevates this movie like crazy. Like yeah. he does in everything he's in his. Well, and the fact that he's playing the cheesiest character possible too. Yeah. like he's I'm driving around the pork chop express. Yeah. Leading into it. And okay. I'll, I'll save it for the, for the episode, but there's <laughs> yeah. so much yeah. to talk about here. Oh, I know. All right. Let's bring him back in. Oh, Except for he disappeared. I've never known a person as bad as Bill. Welcome back, Bill. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps it up for this week. Uh, <laughs> I think we're done talking about a movie that was really awesome. Network. Uh, we really want to thank it. all. 
yeah, watch it. Do it. Make it happen. It's worth the three bucks on Amazon. Uh, I really want to thank all of the listeners out there. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we appreciate you downloading the podcast. It helps us out. Please take a minute to check out our socials. We're on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. We're on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill. And we are at gmail.com at Miseducation of Bill at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us anywhere you can find podcasts. We have a special thanks for Wyatt Only and The Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them at Spotify and at WOATW.com. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Good night. I I had something to say. (laughs) Too bad. I really did. No, I had something to say. (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll make an exception this time. And give you a platform to say what you needed to say. Okay. Go Wait, ahead. Isn't it it's supposed to be a regular segment where you ask me if I have anything to say? Bill, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I do. I actually do. Although it'd be hilarious right now to be like, nope, bye. <laughs> but uh, when I rented this movie on Amazon, I think it was like $3 to rent. And I think it was $7 to buy. And I wish I would have bought it. Because I definitely get two more watches out of it. So if someone is on Amazon and they're like debating whether or not to rent it or buy it for that $4 difference, buy it. And then after you watch it the first time, invite us over. We'll come watch it with you again. Yeah. And then we can get more out of it. We'll come you hang know? out at your house. When I yeah. buy movies on Amazon, if it's that situation, I almost always buy it. Because sometimes I'm like, I probably don't get through it in one sitting or different things can happen. Or I'm going to love it and might as well have it in my collection. This was the first one in a long time that I didn't do it with. And then I'm like, oh, I should have just done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so buy it. Don't just rent it, buy it. And then we'll come over and watch it with you. Mm-hmm. Send us a text or an email even. Yeah. Just and text I- us 2 a.m. Doesn't matter. Just be like you up. Yeah. We'll come over. <laughs> watch. We'll network. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll network and chill. <laughs> Here's a, Big congrats to anybody that made it this far into this podcast to hear that little joke. Uh, if you did, it's worth every penny. If you did, email us Network and Chill for a special prize. <laughs> Bye, All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
checkout. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? Um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah, check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. 